In this episode, we'll talk about the risks of just posting your content on YouTube. How you can diversify where you post your content and how we've gone about that ourselves. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nick and Sanji podcast, where we share our tips and tricks on how to start and grow a YouTube channel as we ourselves go on that journey. And how are you today, Nick? I'm good. I think it might be about to storm. So if we hear any um, thunder or see any lightning, you'll you know what's going on. But yeah, how about you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm on a different extreme. It's very hot and it'll just continue to be hot where I am today. No, no storms at all. So in today's episode, we've got quite an exciting topic around how you can diversify yourself across a few platforms and some of the benefits of it, some of the risks of it, and a bit around our journey and how we're planning on doing this ourselves, because this is something we've had a bit of experience in. We've made some tweaks and we've got a plan on how we're going to go forward on this. So to kick off, though, um, when I guess when you start out on YouTube or on any particular platform, we know there's a general narrative around, you know, it's good to focus on it. Um, Nick, what have you found are some of the benefits of initially in those very, very early days, the benefits of maybe focusing on one particular platform? I think, um, I think for me, I've found the big benefit is really it. It equals more focus in terms of learning a, a specific platform and a type of content. So I think for me early on, because I just focused on YouTube, I was able to really sort of start to hone and develop my skills on how to make a YouTube video specifically. Because I think the thing that I've noticed across different platforms is that the algorithms are relatively different and you have to tailor your content relatively specifically for different um, for different platforms. And so I think as I grew and then started to try and move onto other platforms, it, it sort of split my focus a lot and I, was, I wasn't able to do a quality job on one. I was kind of doing a mediocre job on, on all of them, if that makes sense. So I think, especially early on, I think one of the biggest benefits, yeah, is just um, is that focused learning really. Like as you post, you're able to get feedback get the data and then tweak accordingly um and then that Mm. will hopefully accelerate your growth i don't know what your what your thoughts are yeah i agree and i think as well we've both noticed the youtube platform is probably one of the best platforms both to get quite uh large organic exposure also youtube's got one of the best back-end metric platforms where you can really see how your content is performing i think Things like Instagram and various other ones, uh, they'll sort of show you exposure, mm. but not really engagement, give you information about um, who has been watching it, and also suggestions on other things that you should be watching or you should be curating content on specific topics. So yeah, I've definitely found a lot of value in focusing on one platform, and especially YouTube at the start. Mm, that's a really good point as well about the analytics on YouTube. And I mean, I feel like we're both really biased in terms of our favorite platform being YouTube because, you know, like that's our mm. dominant platform. But um, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And even even if you're wanting to start doing short form content, I've heard of people posting short shorts on, on YouTube and then analyzing the analytics and then taking the best content from there and then posting it onto other platforms. So again, it could be a, a good way of just learning you know, the basics of how to create an engaging hook, you know, all that type of stuff, um, even if you're planning on posting on, onto other platforms. 
But um, yeah, in my experience, like like I was sort of saying before, I started to post more on Instagram and Facebook, especially when I went full-time. But I just mm-hmm. found the divided attention just really took away from me being able to learn like quickly um, from mm-hmm. from the content on the single platform. So I think that was one of the big benefits. And then I think the other big thing um, that has made me pull back from posting on multiple platforms is just the amount of time it takes to post mm. across multiple platforms. And I can't remember, you've, I know you've, um, you've used Instagram before and you've experimented with X, is that right? Um, no, I haven't done any videos on X. I've done posts. I've done, yeah, right. standard text posts on X. Yep. Yeah, because I think the thing I found was just it was taking up so much time and even with my um, short form content, I was using the same video. So it was the same content. I wasn't really tailoring the the content to different platforms, but just the act of having to schedule, post, engage with comments, that type of stuff across three platforms at the time. It just took up so much extra time. It was taking away from my long form mm. content on YouTube, which is really what was driving most of my growth and my income. And so I think that's another benefit to focusing on a single platform is it just, um, and it, yeah, it gives you, it gives you the time to, to focus rather than spreading yourself thin and doing everything kind of, yeah, me- mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. And so that probably leads us well into the next part, which is around what are some of the risks of focusing on one platform for too long? Um, because I think the theme that we'll both have as we go through this is it's okay to start f- focused on one, and that's what we've both done, but you don't want to stay too focused for too long. And the challenge is figuring out when to start going across a few different areas. Um, but, yeah, what what are some of the risks? I know I know I'll start with one which is often talked about is from the larger uh, content creators is when you create content on one particular platform for too long, you don't realize that that platform actually owns your audience and they're sort of allowing you to access them. So I have a lot of, I have, you know, a certain amount of subscribers on YouTube, but they're really owned by YouTube. And at any time, YouTube can um, remove me from the platform or send my subscribers somewhere else. So they very much control where the audience goes and my audience in a sense. So that's something I have to be conscious of. At the start, I'm not too worried. I'm just trying to build some kind of audience, I guess, and a particular audience that's interested in my content. But yeah, there's a danger that um, I have no real, uh, not ownership, but I have no real control of where that um, audience is actually looking and going. Um, and a common thing that YouTubers will often say is make sure you do eventually diversify because you don't want to be stuck on just one platform. I think another big risk of just sticking with a single platform is the fact that it can be harder to make money, I think, if you stick to a single platform. And I know there are people who make a lot of money, you know, just on YouTube, just on Instagram. But even with people, you know, even on Instagram, I would say they're not really just using Instagram as their income. Mm. Like, for example, Instagram, as far as I know, doesn't really have any partner program or AdSense. And so you have to take people off platform in some way in order to make money. And so that's what I was going to say off the back of what you were saying before about email lists is that I think um, that's a great way to start diversifying, like even from the very beginning. And it's like a it's a low cost, low effort way to diversify your audience from the beginning 
without taking your focus off your main platform too much. Um, and it has the, the benefit, like you said, of giving you a connection with your core audience that you can't lose, that you essentially own. And then I think the other big benefit is that it expands your uh, income opportunities. Because again, then you can directly market things like your own products, even affiliate links, mm. that type of stuff, directly to your core audience who really are engaged and want to purchase from you, might be really interested in your products. Um, and even with YouTube, like I think um, just relying on something like AdSense, because it varies so much. And we were just talking about this mm. before the podcast started, like month to month, it varies a lot depending on, you know, like global corporation ad spending all that type of stuff the the state of the economy all that stuff that type of thing is going to go up a lot up and down a lot so if we can create ways of diversifying your audience um i think that secures your income a lot more as well yeah yeah i was thinking um as well we we should also clarify like um as content creators we're not purely interested in just how to convert views into money as well it's 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 really around what you said around um we want to find a way so that we can find the core audience um because once you start creating content you realize you've got people who are just who will not just but they'll kind of look they'll maybe spend one or two minutes on a video and they'll move on and then there are the highly engaged people who really want to know what you're talking about who really want to learn who will are really keen to be engaged. And each of these, some of the things we've talked about and we've touched on already, I think you've already touched on it around mailing lists, is a great way to find people um, who want to be engaged or actively want to be engaged with you. And um, and that's really, it actually ends up being a great way to find find them and, and stay in con- letting them find a way to stay in contact with you um, mm. and knowing what's going on. And then you can also offer and promote um, other things that they might be interested in in purchasing through it. Um, Whereas the other, the broader platform ways are kind of, I think YouTube's still really good in terms of AdSense, but exactly like I said, I haven't seen Instagram. Maybe we're potentially not big enough to get their partner Mm. programs, but some of the other platforms out there are very much around just awareness and this person exists, this is what they're talking about. But unfortunately for those particular platforms, it just ends up, if someone wants to have a real relationship with someone in their audience, um, they have to end up going off platform, um, which mm. is probably a challenge those platforms will often have for the long term. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a really big thing as well with, um, with content creation these days. Increasingly, I think it's becoming harder to get really big on a platform like Mm. youtube or even even instagram to some degree because it's so competitive like there's so many more people on the platform now and i think from what i'm hearing it's increasingly more about creating smaller kind of niche communities around particular Mm. topics um and i think there's all sorts of ways that you could diversify that help you to foster that sense of community i think email is kind of like the the first obvious way but then i've heard of people creating like facebook groups um discord discord channels that type of stuff where you can really again it's, it's taking people off the your main platform where they might be discovering you but then diversifying your your reach and your community like you're saying um into other areas and i think if yeah. you think about yeah. if, if you think about it in terms of yeah like fostering that community like you were saying i think um if you can do that then the income will naturally follow 
because you're providing value yeah. to people. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've almost gone into the next thing um, as well, which is around some of the ways and touching into the strategies that we um, either are currently using or are planning on using um, on how to diversify. Um, so I think broadly, uh, I'll touch on some of the more broader ones, which is around naturally email lists is a great way um, to connect with people. And it's an easy one where you can have a YouTube video and in your description or um, in the video itself, you can just say, hey, click on this link and you can sign up to the newsletter. Um, what are some other ways, Nick, that you might be considering or are currently implementing uh, around how to diversify off just one platform? You know, stuff like like the main the main social media platforms, the way I see it is they're kind of the connection points where you'll mm-hmm. first discover a creator that you like, you know, for example. And on YouTube, there's just not a huge amount of engagement with him you can directly have. Whereas like an email list is like a is like a, a step up in terms of, you know, a connection with that person because you can directly contact them. You can have an email exchange with them. And then again, stuff like Discord groups and Facebook groups is another another step up. Um, but I think just just going to a whole different uh, big social media platform like Instagram uh, maybe wouldn't be as as advisable in my just in my experience. Um, but yeah, that's getting more into our into our strategy. <laughs> so jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's that makes sense because it it does depend a lot on. Um, what you think will be relevant to your immediate community. So I know mm. in the personal finance space, uh, there's a lot of people who will do maybe content on YouTube. And then they'll also say, you can follow me on Instagram because it's easy to do things on Instagram. So mm. in the personal finance space, there might be some people who will do like their uh, budget updates on an inst- on Instagram as like a post or as a video. Um, it is yep. a little bit saturated. Like there's a lot of people and it's probably me. I'm seeing it because of my niche. Well, I'm always seeing like a, a monthly update on my income or a weekly update on how I spent my money. And it gets a little bit boring after a while. Um, no. I think people need to be ridiculous with what they're spending money on. That's more interesting to watch. <laughs> yeah. um, but documenting generic stuff probably gets a bit boring after a while. But anyway, um, so yeah, it has to be relevant probably to your niche. And to some extent, it's hard to discover that until you've probably tried it out a bit. Mm. Um but it sounds like we're both kind of saying something similar around, you know, start on YouTube, maybe go a little bit towards other things, get a feel for what works, um, and then and then come back and, and really double down on the key ones that you think work well for your niche. Um, yeah, do you want to expand a bit more on some of the other things around your, your strategy? Yeah, I mean, like, um, like I sort of said earlier, I think my strategy when I went, first went full time was to try try and post to all platforms and grow on all platforms equally as fast. Um, but it just didn't didn't work out like that for me because I was spreading myself too thin. So this year I'm focusing just on YouTube on a single platform and a single format. So I'm not doing really any shorts at this stage this year yet. I'm just mm-hmm. doing long form videos. So I'm trying to do two a week to focus on on that. And then I'm growing my email list alongside that. Um, and then the aim is because I can often make more income from AdSense and sponsorships and stuff like that with my long-form content. 
I'll use the resource that I gain from creating more long form to then hopefully be able to outsource um, to create more short form content. So then I'll expand more into shorts. And then from there, I'll go onto the other main platforms. That's kind of my plan. Um, so yeah. yeah, kind of like we talked about, essentially like start off, even though I'm not starting from scratch, but I'm you know, starting from a point where I really, really want to grow a lot this year. Um, starting really focused and then using the resources that I gain to expand from there. So yeah, how about, how about you? Yeah, uh, so and I think that's a great one because shorts is definitely not going anywhere for YouTube. So it sounds like we we need to definitely be putting into it, and they're very keen to help grow that as well. So mm. totally makes sense. Um, for me, it is still uh, posting content in terms of long form, but then I'm also exploring a bit around putting some content on X more as a writing form, and mm. then seeing if I can connect people back to to YouTube through that. Um, Writing things on X is fine. It's actually just then finding the specific videos that I can connect people back into, which is probably the challenge um, as well. So, because it's a it's a weird space, like going onto X to talk about personal finance. It seems like it's very interesting. Like all these community platforms, all these you know content platforms, you sort of go through various iterations or things that you're really interested in. So sometimes you're interested in this topic, sometimes you're interested in that topic. And, mm. you know, there's you as a creator versus you as the consumer. And I guess we have to be pretty consistent in what we're creating, but we can be a bit more varied in how we're, what we're consuming. So I guess mm. I'm trying to figure out how that balance works as well, even for me, because I'd prefer to create content on, um, you know, specifically around investing and, and personal finance. But I end up consuming a lot of other stuff and interacting with that other stuff as well. Right. And that's then having an impact on what I'm then seeing again in my algorithm. So I think yep. it's specific around X and just trying to figure out how to use X to further um, or provide value that people are actually looking for. Mm. I'm cognizant. I don't think there's a lot of people on X who are necessarily looking personal finance stuff. It's probably what I'm finding is they're looking at other things. So maybe that's a that's a good indicator for me around how much time should I actually be putting into X. Um, after a while, I should maybe look at some other topics. But hey, I'll I'll, I'll continue to learn and iterate on that one as well. Totally, totally awesome. So it sounds like we're basically saying our key takeaways are: when you start, it's great to just start and focus on one platform and to build the reps there to understand and to learn and iterate on that platform. But don't spend too much time there in the long, long term um, because there are risks with being focused on two, on a single platform because you're not necessarily diversified. You don't have direct access to that audience. It might get taken away from you. So naturally, you want to look at where else could you expand out onto, but look for what's relevant to your niche, to your community. And I think one we've both considered is the email list. It's a great way to really find people who are really interested in staying in contact with you. And it's probably common across quite a few different niches. So really consider that email list. We have got a video out there on that. So please do check that out. And then um, down the track, consider what's relevant to you. And there's nothing wrong with testing things out for a bit. Um, I think, Nick, you've expressed how you've seen, uh, you've had some experience trying out different platforms, but there's a lot of work involved. So really only expand that out 
when you've got the time and the resources. So with that being said, how about we move on to our tip of the week, which I think is coming from you, Nick, around um, how to potentially look into email leads and things like that. But yeah, tell us about our tip of the week for this week. Yeah, so this week's tip of the week is just Gumroad. I don't know if you've heard of Gumroad before, but it's basically just a it's a really simple platform that I personally use to generate email leads and host free products. I think um, there's better options out there in terms of pricing if you're hosting paid products. But I think it's a great platform um, if you just, especially if you've got digital digital items that you want to give away. Like I have my LUTs uh, presets, wallpaper pack, and so a couple of other um, PDFs as well that I that I just give away um, listed on Gumroad. And all people have to do is they go to the, your Gumroad listing page, enter their email, and then hit uh, download, and they can just access your free resource. And that, to me, that's a really great way of building your email list really quite passively mm. from the beginning. So the way I try and think about it now is when I create a video, I think, is there any extra value I can add with something like a, a free PDF or maybe it's a, mm. a lot that I can create that's related to that video, something that can provide a bit of extra value. And then I just list that product for free on Gumroad, add a link in the description of the video so people can access that and then uh, they can download it and then I get their email address in exchange. And like even just, I think mm-hmm. it was last week or two weeks ago, I posted a video with an extra PDF that was aimed to provide a bit of extra value. And I've gotten maybe, I think, 30 downloads of that so far, which is pretty good. So yeah, highly recommend it. Check out Gumroad if you haven't used it before. Um, yeah, free to sign up, free to use. Um, yeah, it's really good. Great. And uh, and I think it's great in that uh, it's a very low low intrusion way because uh, we've all used Gumroad uh, as like a consumer, I guess, where someone said, you know, sign up. And sometimes that person may uh, email you immediately or they might email you down the track and all you have to do is unsubscribe. So it's not too intrusive in terms of how people might perceive you if you are offering it. Um, I like your idea of how can I offer someone value um, at the end of every video too. That's a great way. Um, okay, well, that comes to the end of the episode. Uh, we have a future episode out there or another episode that you might be interested in around how you can hire for help um, to support your channel and growing your channel. Please do check out the rest of the podcast for that. Otherwise, Nick, where can people find you outside of this uh, podcast? I am currently just on YouTube mainly, uh, Nick Kendall, and then my newsletter is Create Better. There's a link in the description. How about, how about you, Sanjay? Yeah, I'm Sanji Sen on YouTube and Sanji Sen on the website, sanjisen.com. And I'm on a few other platforms, but I'm not actively engaged in those. So, um, yeah, find me, follow me, but don't expect too much from that. (laughs) So we'll we'll leave it there on that note. And uh, we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye for now.